0: Welcome to episode seven of Mitz Off. Pretty cool to have one of my former teammates from the Stockton Heat, Calgary Flames forward Andrew Monjapani, in studio today. Truly one of the most underrated players in the National Hockey League and one of the best underdog stories in hockey. Mitz Off is powered by Sports Interaction, our exclusive betting partner. Get in the action, download the app, 19+. Please play responsibly. What an absolute pleasure for me and for us as a team here to have in one of the definitely most underrated and talented players in professional hockey. Uh, He opened my eyes when I had the chance to play with him on what a guy he was and the type of player and what he brought to the table. Uh, Happy to welcome in Calgary Flames forward, Andrew Mangiapane. Thank you, you, thank you,
1: (laughs) thank you for having me.
0: So what's up, buddy? It's been a while. How's everything going? Summer, summer's uh, coming to an end here, and I know you had uh, a little off-season surgery, so how you doing? How's everything going?
1: Yeah, summer's been, I guess, going by quick. Uh, Just doing a lot of rehab for, I guess, my shoulder. I was laughing because I remember your shoulders were all (laughs) kind of banged up and mangled, and yeah, I remember that in Stockton, and then... um, Couple years later, now I'm having the same surgery that uh, I guess you had. So I mean, um, yeah, but it's good, and then just a lot of rehab and um, physio, and I got it done in Vale, Colorado. So going there to see the surgeon and you know doing all the kind of the steps to all get those back checkpoints. To play. Eh?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it bothering you a lot last year? Like from time yeah. to time before you eventually like made the decision to have the surgery, I would, I would assume that there were a lot of incidents that happened before you yeah. came to that decision.
1: Yeah, I think it happened. I'd say pretty early, first couple of games. Uh, just kind of kept, I guess, slipping out, the right? Sub-locks, just like right. the sub right? Yeah. So go down, fall, to brace, and then it would kind of slip out, and whole kind of arm would get numb, and you know you know the feeling. Oh, yeah, you're kind but... of getting it back, and you're slowly <laughs> moving it. But it was weird, because um, it happened, whatever, early on. And then it wouldn't happen for a couple games. And then it happened for game seven, game eight, game nine. And then it would stop for two weeks, and then game 14, 15, 16 it kept sub right. So it just kind of kept coming and going. And, uh, my, my strength was always there and mobility was always good, but, uh, yeah, it was painful and kind of sometimes stiff some days, but, uh, yeah, even myself and my trainer were kind of shocked at the end of the year. Cause, uh, we kind of thought everything was going as planned. I was doing a lot of the band work. Oh and yeah. The doing internal, all, external yeah, body, doing all <laughs> that, the, this way, everything. Yeah. Right. So I was keeping up to it. Right. And building my strength. And then Yeah, they got an MRI just for kind of precautionary reasons at the end of this season. And then turns out I needed shoulder surgery. So it was a little bit of a weird season. Uh, But yeah, definitely something that I guess I needed to get done. And I'm happy that it's kind of in the past. And I could just kind of focus on this year kind of being 100% healthy.
0: Yeah. Any challenges for you mentally on that in terms of... I don't know, the repetition of of doing the rehab or, you know, maybe a little hesitancy coming back into full contact and doing everything uh, coming into camp.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of kind of a, a grind throughout the whole summer, right? You kind of maybe have some plans. I had a kind of vacation to go <laughs> yeah. on and things those just kind of, yeah, you put those on the back burner and just kind of just worry about your physio, right? That's all it really was for me kind of this summer and just kind of training and getting back to play and trying to maintain my cardio and everything because I wasn't really allowed to skate for, you know, two months, two and a half months. And that was probably the longest time I think I've probably ever been <laughs> off the ice. Right. <laughs> a long, so long time. Man. Yeah. So it's a little different kind of summer. But yeah, I'm just happy to, you know, go back to training camp in a couple of weeks and, you know, just be with the guys, get on the yep. ice and just get all the reps in and just really gear up for the start.
0: Uh, Training camp last year, I think we were getting the season going by about that time. I was getting my feet wet in the uh, world of sports media and going over some rosters, especially in the Western Conference as, you know, I do a lot of Flames and Oilers games. And uh, to be honest, I had you guys really high up in the West. I loved the makeup of your team, the forward core, deep, good defense, all-star goalie. Um, And honestly, things just kind of started to go off the rails I don't know what if you can yeah. specify what point throughout the year, um, but for me, whether it was the one goal games, the one yeah, goal losses. Um, what
1: well, do we have? I think seventeen. I think we had seventeen of them. Oh or no, something you had more like than that, that. But Yeah, yeah. You had about
0: twenty the losses? five. Oh yeah, twenty
1: five. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah. Think, well,
0: because it came yeah. like a theme for me working in yeah. sports, and I think in March yeah, at one point you guys were leading the league. You didn't end the year leading it, but yeah. it was twenty five uh, plus. Is yeah, there anything? Yeah. You, can you equate something to that? Like I, I, me, I've played in a bunch of those games yeah. too. At some point, that's just mental,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's tough, right? I think um, if you look back on last year, like at the start, like you said, like I think everybody in the locker room thought, you know, you know, we got a really good team, and I still think, you know, we didn't really make that much changes this year, and we do have a really good team, but for some, I guess whatever reason, it just kind of didn't click for us um yeah. and then then that was just kind of at the start and you know there's a lot of new guys that came in and you know you had to build chemistry and everything like that and then it just kind of was just kind of the snowball effect right we lost so many of those one goal games and uh just being in all those that it was just oh here we go again type thing right yeah. so uh it was a weird definitely weird season I know a lot of people including myself kind of weren't happy with uh, the season it felt like uh, we could have you know done a little more and we should have you know made the playoffs and you know yeah do all that but yeah it was a weird kind of up and down season and you know i'm excited this year to kind of you know prove everybody kind of wrong that you know calgary's still a good organization good team and um you know we just got to kind of get back to where the way we kind of all know how to play 100 percent
0: and i i'd yeah. imagine you're going to be there i think um We'll talk about your team coming up here yeah, yeah. in a bit because I, I I don't see the non-competitiveness no, yeah. and not even calling it that happening for too long. But in order to tell your story, man, I feel like you do have to kind of go back to the beginning. And the beginning for you is, is junior hockey, yeah. right? Um, undrafted to the OHL. Undrafted to the NHL after yeah, yeah. playing there. Back-to-back yeah. 100-point seasons. I want to ask about how you got to Barry in the first place. After being undrafted, you were just simply a walk-on. Did they find you somewhere?
1: Yeah, so it was a little weird. Uh, A guy from high school uh, knew the assistant coach, uh, which was Todd Miller at the time, and he had a Wasaga camp um, kind of with the Barry Colts, but it wasn't really... Anything to do with the Barry Colts? I think yep. it was more just the kind of name, and maybe a few prospects went there and all that. So uh, this was, I guess, when I was sixteen. So then I went there, and it was in Wasaga, and you know, guys stayed in like a little shack, and practice, scrimmage, workout type camp, right? And the assistant coach, like I said, Todd Miller was there. Then the one day, kind of Dale Howard check came out. So. They saw me there though for the first time and i think i did pretty good there and then they basically pulled me aside and said look we don't have any room at our main camp this year but next year we'd love for you to you know we'll watch you and you know we'll see you and you know keep our eyes out on you but um you know next year we'd like for you to come to our camp so i was like yeah okay like i, I kind of figured you know maybe that's what they're kind of giving to everybody right i'm sure they're saying yeah. that to a lot of the a lot of the kids at that camp right but um yeah so then the next year kind of happened and um i ended up going to barry colt's camp and i ended up going to uh the peterborough pete's camp as well you went
0: to i, I went to i two. didn't know that was yeah, possible yeah. to do two camps but
1: yeah so i think it was a week before and week after each other yeah so the week before i think it was peterborough's camp and then the week after was barry's camp but i it wasn't like their main camp i think it was almost like the rookie camp almost yeah. right yeah. so they kind of had those at different timings so i ended up going to pete's first and they actually made me sign some basically saying that i that i have their they have my rights and everything yeah. like that right so went there had an okay camp and then they said okay we'll let you know if we're gonna invite you back to main camp i said okay great and i went to barry's camp the week after you know and i did pretty well there too and then right away barry says we want to want you to come back to our main camp so then I was I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's awesome, right? And we told them that we went to Peterborough's camp, and then I think they looked into it or something like that, and I ended up like, well, Peterborough kind of has your rights. You got to get a release or something. And I was like, oh, I don't even know what I was doing, right? Yeah, yeah two uh, teams I was fighting just, over you. Yeah, so then I got to call up Peterborough and basically said, I don't think that they were going to maybe, maybe they would invite me to main camp. I don't, I don't really know, but called them up and basically said, hey, I went to uh, Barry's camp and... um is it possible that you guys would give me the release, right? And thankfully, they were said, yeah, you know, it's not a big deal and this, that. So they were able to release me, and, and then I went to Barry's camp, and there I did, did good, and, you know, Dale and the whole Barry organization just really liked me right from the start. But um, it was weird because I was told I was always going NCAA, and the only reason why I was going out to these camps were just to kind of see if I even had a career in hockey and just kind of measure myself off of and you know, all the first rounders and all the picks that people had, right? So then I went to Barry's camp, like I said, and um Dale brought us in and
0: So Dale was a big part.
1: Yes, yeah. Dale Chuck for yeah, those listening yeah, yeah. was
0: a big part in bringing you in?
1: Yeah, I honestly I wouldn't be here without, you know, Dale, um and the whole kind of organization. I don't know if I'd be playing hockey. I don't even know what I'd be doing, right? So, um yeah, I owe a lot to them and it was funny, um uh, they You know, they called everybody in after the camp, and um, I was the first guy they called. And I was kind of, I was in the back of the line, just kind of waiting my turn, and then they ended up calling me first, went to the front, and they were like, we want to sign you. And I was like, oh, all right, well, I, I wasn't expecting this. I was always told, you're too small, you're going NCAA, get your schooling. So then I had to go back outside, got my parents, and my mom started, you know, saying, well, he was always supposed to go to school. And... She started actually yelling and grilling Dale Howardchuck, you know? And I was like, oh, mom, why are you? <laughs>
0: mom, man's going toe-to-toe. Yeah, yeah right, Dale. exactly.
1: You just can't, because you lose your rights, yeah, right? Yeah. If you play whatever one game or you sign or whatever that rule is, right? So then we're like, we don't want to lose his rights. if You know, if you don't like him and this, that, don't take his rights away. And he's like, listen, my mom, he, Dale definitely thought my mom was crazy. He was like, listen, we like your son. That's why we want to sign him. That's why we want him here, yeah. right? And she was like, oh, <laughs> so then it was still no, no, no. I think in my mom's mind, and then she actually uh, went home and um, started googling Dale and everything, and we ended up having the same birthday. You so and how yeah same birthday yeah yeah. So then it's it was meant both, to be. Yeah. Check, looking at the signs. So then it was the kind of an omen, right? And then we said, you know what? Um, maybe it is a good idea that we, you know we sign and Barry. And uh, yeah, from there I just kind of kept playing and taking off. But yeah, I wouldn't be there without a. I guess the whole Barry organization and Dale Howard Chuck especially just kind of believing in me.
0: All it takes is one guy. eh? It's just, if if you have one guy in your corner, I couldn't specify someone right now. Darryl Levy's a guy that comes to mind when I think that, but in hockey, someone to lean on and to give you a chance. And I kind of want to ask you, like, what kept you going? Like, through all this, like, you're getting undrafted, getting cut from teams. Like, at this point, like what's keeping you determined what what's keeping you going
1: big part of it was you know my parents um you know my my sister's kind of always kind of supporting me um they always said you know what andrew you're a good hockey player and you know yeah you're small but there's nothing you can do about it so just kind of go out there keep you know getting better right do whatever you can get bigger get kind of get stronger right i couldn't do anything about my height but i couldn't you know add weight. And, um, add strength you know, keep getting quicker, all those little things were so I think I just really focused on just trying to improve myself and um I think just the love of the game really just kept me me going. I think I just honestly loved playing hockey and it didn't really matter where. I think uh, even when I was younger, yeah, okay, I knew the OHL draft was was a thing, but I wasn't really thinking about it or anything like yeah. that. It was just more, okay, I'm playing playing triple A. Let's let's go out and let's win this game right and it was just honestly it was one game at a time it was one step and then when it got to that point saying okay well you got to make a team here basically or else you're never going to play right then it kind of get got more serious for me and um but yeah i think just the love of the game and you know having that support system with uh, my family really just helped me kind of you know keep playing and keep doing what i love doing by the time
0: you get to pro hockey that's where a lot of the smaller guys will start to get weeded out right the physicality the content the fighting you're playing against men. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Was that...
1: your size. <laughs> like my size, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And me too, right? Yeah. And man, you went into Stockton, the Pacific Division, where at that time, Ontario, San Jose, these teams are big and tough mm-hmm. and strong. You know, how much of an adjustment or, I guess, you know, change was that for you in turning pro and playing pro?
1: Yeah, that was uh, definitely an adjustment because then you're kind of... in the OHL, you're with your kind of Billup family and, you know, they're kind of doing some they're helping you out around the house as well right where it was in Stockton it was Rasmus and I uh, Anderson our first year and we didn't know what we were doing we
0: not a clue not a (laughs) clue
1: right so it wasn't even almost about hockey it was just all how about to live right we got to go shopping for groceries we have to get a car we have to pay rent we got to get insurance and everything right and we're like I don't even know first step on how to do any of this right so it's crazy the lifestyle kind of off the ice and how you kind of have to be an adult right that's what it comes down to right? speaking it's, of
0: car you got to tell yeah, me yeah we might as the, well talk yeah, about the car yeah.
1: get it off the table yeah we ended up getting a, a blue saturn view uh, what year oh i think it was 2004 i believe right it was nice it got to point a to <laughs> this point b thing was <laughs> unbelievable but was, the problem was because we were 20 you couldn't even rent a car Right? So that was why you got it in
0: the first place, right? Yeah, that you could not yeah. get a rental if you guys tried.
1: No, right. And uh, I think you had to be twenty one to get a rental, and then at twenty one they'll still charge you an arm and a leg every day that you have it. So then we were having some crazy crazy number that was too expensive to pay down in the minors. So it was like, Okay, you can't do that. And then we ended up saying, Okay, we gotta we gotta get some car, we gotta do something here, right? So we ended up, yeah. I think it was $2,000 each, and we ended up getting this uh, blue Saturn Vue. That was a pretty good car, though. Oh, I know. It was great. I, it was like the
0: team car, man. Yeah, You'd yeah, just be yeah. tossing around the car. Going, yeah, yeah, you could take it. You could board it. Me and, yeah. uh, me and uh, I think half boarded a couple yeah. days to go grocery shopping. Yeah. Did, where, Where's the whereabouts of the car now? What happened to this uh, thing? Didn't it break down on the way to Sac or something?
1: Yeah, that was one story. We kind of, um, what's it called again? kind of broke down on the way to San Fran the one year uh it was just the battery though we just changed the battery the battery died on us so then uh not the smartest play by rasmus but the, you know when the battery light comes on he's decided to kind of take the keys out and then that's when it kind of died on us great. yeah but, but i think if he kept that on we would have been okay so um yeah so we had to tow that from san fran but i think it's uh now with their i think it probably got sold or something but we gave it to uh pete the trainer down in stockton there yeah Yeah. we kind of razzy and i were both kind of getting called up and we're like all right like if we don't go back pete like here's the keys if we don't go like if we go back sure we'll use it but if we don't go back you can have fun with it, right? So um, he did what he did with it. I'm pretty sure he must have sold it. I don't know. I don't know if that thing's still running right <laughs> There's now. There's <laughs> no way it can be. But it'd be
0: a miracle if it did. Yeah, but yeah. Tell me about Stockton, man. I'll never forget. Yeah. You mentioned San Fran. I remember flying into San Fran after I got sent down from Calgary. Yeah. Uh, I had a you know an Uber take me whatever the an hour yeah, and a half drive and to and half, Stockton. Yeah. And when I got there, I I just did not. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing already before you yeah, say anything. Yeah, it's yeah. like I honestly was looking around and I was like this. This is not, this isn't yeah, real. Like yeah. that, you can't have players playing here. I think the next day, Manch, we had two Stockton, I, I don't know, I want to ask if yeah. you're here this. We had two police. Stockton PD police yeah, come yeah. in. I don't know if they did it every year. Yeah, yeah. We sat in that video room and we had like a 45 minute meeting on the
1: do's and don'ts yeah, and the yeah. ins and outs of yeah. Stockton.
0: And I remember him saying, <laughs> don't, wear,
1: hey, don't wear blue, don't wear red. It's exactly. all blood and clips related. Oh, the blue and the, the red. Crying. I got to tell you yeah. about me
0: going to, I did a school reading in <laughs> yeah. Stockton and they, I was wearing my red Jersey yeah. and one of the kids looked up to me and was like, um, you know, you're not supposed, you're not allowed to be wearing red. Yeah, and yeah. from then on into doing school readings, we had to wear our whites. Yeah. We weren't allowed to wear any red, which yeah. was insane. Yeah, yeah. But the, the Stockton PD coming in and telling us like, when you get back from road trips, like when you're on Fremont, don't even stop at red yeah, lights. Yeah.
1: Like he said if someone comes up to your car, you know, just <laughs> run them over. He said, run them over and we'll deal with it the next day. That's honestly what he said. And he said, if, they get to you or if they stop your car and get in your car it's you might not be here so it's worth the it's worth it to run them over and deal with it the next day is what he said and i was like i was blown away when Buddy, I heard i'm that. sitting I there was, in the
0: meeting like this yeah, like yeah, stunned, looking yeah. around like, is this <laughs> how is for there real? a team here yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and yeah. i think generally i learned i got to learn that it was a great place the fans yeah, were yeah, awesome yeah. like they had a great booster club you can't take anything away from that yeah. of the rink but
1: It's a tough town, buddy. Yeah, yeah. There was nothing. Even after a game, right? I remember if you wanted something to eat, like there was nothing open. Like nothing was open past 10 because if anything was open, right, it was getting probably robbed or... 100%. You know, broken into or, you know, it was... That's how it was there, right? So even... We couldn't even get... It was couldn't like, even get a slice of pizza because everything was closed. It like, was, there was McDonald's same. and back to your house. Yeah, honestly, yeah, there was not much there, right? But I found that I fun.
0: struggled a lot with it. Yeah. I, I, as good as that dressing room was yeah, for yeah. me, in terms of how you know all the characters yeah. we had there, yeah, yeah, yeah. playing there can be a real you know, real detriment to your mental health. It's to the rink and back every day. You're really far from friends and family. Friends and family don't necessarily want to come visit. No, no. I feel like I struggled a lot with that over the year. And I wanted to know, because you're a pretty happy-go-lucky guy, I wanted to know maybe if you did a little bit as well.
1: Um, I don't think I was too bad because I think uh, I was young and this was kind of my first kind of pro experience. So I was kind of take everything game by game and you know i think it was also good that we had a a close team right all the years that i've been there down in stockton it was we had the best group of guys right so it was if you wanted to hang out with somebody you couldn't really go out or do anything but you could go to each other's place whatever have a few beers or whatever it is right and you know hop in the pool or (laughs) something like that right or go golfing right that was that was really all you can really do but it was um thankfully we always had a good team and you know close group of guys and it was um always fun that way down in stockton
0: and that's one thing um that's one thing i i thought too was how close the team was and and driving to that practice rink when we just load up all the cars and you want to tell the fans maybe a bit about a bit about oak
1: park (laughs) yeah and then yeah yeah we would have to get dressed kind of usually at the i guess stockton arena but um sometimes yeah then we'd have to i guess all hop in our cars and um boards up to here. Yeah. Nails sticking out of the
0: walls in the nails corners. sticking out,
1: the glass was. <laughs> boards were there, glass was there. It was There were like, some
0: drills we couldn't do yeah. in the one corner because the puck would just slide under. And you told Yeah,
1: yeah the, the ice there was not good. It was like it was incredible how like, looking back, yeah, it's crazy, crazy right? Yeah. I haven't even been in a rink ever in my lifetime as bad as that one really yeah. was. But, you know, what? it was a cold arena, actually, so the ice wasn't that yeah, bad, actually. For sure. But, um, yeah, just the whole layout of it. I think I um, remember being down there with somebody. I forget who it was. could have been, like, Dubes. And we were bag skating or doing some type of hard drill and there was a disco ball I don't remember the disco the ball big, in the middle silver glittering yeah. ball. <laughs> so he's like somebody's got to shoot a puck at that so we don't have to skate and just you just shatter it on the ice so uh, never ended up doing that I think guys were kind of aiming for it they yeah. were pretty close but never ended up breaking it
0: <laughs> well back to hockey I guess more on the hockey side you mentioned getting starting to get called up with Raz there and that's yeah. what I noticed was you were just dominating this league You, Janko, Mark Jankowski, and Garnet Hathaway on the first line, playing power play, it was pure domination of the AHL. And I think it got to a point where you have to say the size is a factor, right? Teams are going to be maybe a little more, you know, concerned about calling you up. But there was a certain point where they couldn't just say no to you anymore. You weren't giving them an option. But they were bringing you up, and you're playing five, six, seven minutes, no specials, fourth line, right? Right. Sometimes on your off wing, like you would come back down and I just remember seeing the frustration and being like, man, like I'm going from playing 22, 23 a night here, both specials to nothing. Like, can you talk about that frustration? And, you know, kind of some of the conversations that we had, even when I was playing with
1: you. Yeah, it was weird. Right. I think actually they called the, that line was actually really good in in Stockton there where they ended up calling all three of us up. Right. I was the last one, (laughs) but yeah, they called by the end of the year. You guys were, none of you guys were there. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was funny than that way, but yeah, it was, um, it was weird when getting called up, right? Because um, I think uh, for me, it was more, I was a shy, kind of timid type uh, player until I guess you kind of got to know me and I was kind of used to everybody, right? I think uh, that's how I was in Barry. That's how I was when I first went to Stockton. I probably said two words to everybody, right? I didn't just kind of kept to myself, but and that was the kind of the same way I think when I got called up. And I think the hardest thing for me wasn't even that I was playing whatever, five, ten minutes if you're lucky at night, right? I, right? That's okay, right? But I'm like, okay, it was more the fact that I wasn't even playing, playing my game. I was lining up, you know, against Sidney Crosby or Patrick Kane, right? And it was like, oh, my goodness, right? It was more starstruck than anything where I wasn't yeah. playing my game. I was, you know, shy, timid, and, you know, you're in the NHL dressing room and, all those things kind of came to factor for me but then uh, I think when I got sent down the first or second time then it kind of hit me it was like okay well that was cool and all but I really didn't play my game hopefully I kind of didn't blow my chance here right and um, the next time I got called up it was more of a, okay don't kind of dip your toe in the water just kind of jump right in right and that's when I kind of even though I was playing 5-10 minutes a night at least I was playing my game and you know, I had, you know, flashes of good plays and, you know, I was controlling the play and do whatever I could with those five, 10 minutes and hopefully, you know, gain the coach's trust and, you know, keep working up the ranks and, you know, eventually get more ice time. Right. So I think the biggest thing for me was just confidence kind of when I got called up and just play like I was down in Stockton. Right. I think that yeah. was the biggest kind of are the hardest thing for me to do
0: was that the message conveyed to you was like yeah. just go out and do your thing try yeah. not to be too scared because confidence breeds confidence man when you yeah. can sense that there's confidence in your coaching staff <clears throat> to you you yeah. have a little bit more to go out there and maybe try a couple different things that you wouldn't stock and were, yeah you probably would not up in calgary
1: yeah that was exactly what it is it was wasn't like i was playing bad when i first got called up but i wasn't doing anything to kind of stand out and i think when i first got called up my mentality was like okay I like I don't want to screw up here, right? So maybe when I was at the red line, it was like, okay, I just dumped it in. Even though I had time and space, I just dumped it in and chased it. Where and The next time I got called up, it was more, okay, Andrew, like make a play here, right? Like you can skate the puck in, you can delay, you can go down, try to score, right? Try to deke the D-man or do something, right? It was uh, more of, I was trying to play with more confidence, uh, trying to play the game that I know I can and just kind of do what I was doing down in Stockton up in the NHL, really.
0: Um, confidence grows confidence man yeah, yeah, and yeah. you end up um, making the world championship roster which to me that summer of 2021 yeah, yeah. Um, is a culmination of things that led up to that and I understand the worlds is it's not the Olympics yeah, yeah, right yeah, it's not yeah. I'm not taking anything away from no, it no, but course. it's still a really cool experience and yeah. you have to be pretty talented and, and have a pretty good year to be there what a crazy makeup for, for a team, just yeah, in terms yeah. of all the different guys looking back at that roster.
1: Yeah,
0: it was crazy because it was COVID. You showed up three yeah, games yeah. late. Yeah. I read an article about maybe it was tough. Maybe it was tough to fully saying how you just revitalized this team.
1: Yeah,
0: you ended up going off for whatever seven and eleven MVP. Tell me about this tournament, man. Like yeah, I feel like so, you so just so broke that. out of not yeah, nowhere. No, it's I like know. people knew, but like yeah. it's like. This kid's here,
1: right? Yeah, that was a interesting kind of tournament, but I was so kind of honored and happy to kind of be selected. Uh, I never went to camp even for Team Canada, nothing for World Juniors, nothing for whatever it is, U18s, nothing, and not even a single, not, a not, sniff, a, not right? even a letter or something <laughs> like that, right? So when they kind of asked me, I kind of jumped at it. And I was pretty excited. Um, obviously, it's kind of disappointing because usually it means you're kind of out of the playoffs, but... Um, you know, looking back on it, it was great that i was able to go and uh, like you said I, we were kind of three games kind of i couldn't play the three games because because of covid uh us in vancouver had to play four kind of makeup games that oh, were that's right that were going on well i think the, the playoffs were still going the playoffs just started and we we're still playing the regular season just to make up the games that were missed right so after that was done i was able to go and um I, I knew Canada was going to be good, obviously. And then they kind of had that rough start. And I'm like, oh, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was in my, I guess, my room because we had to quarantine and do all that. I was watching the games on TV. And I'm like, okay, this isn't good. This is, we're going to be out of, we're gonna be out of, you know, contention here before I even play a game. Were you just right? chomping at the so bit I was in just, your hotel yeah, room? So I was more, I was like, oh, man. I just played four meaningless games down in uh, Calgary to come here. And I was like, I'm going to play more meaningless games here. That's the... Uh, that's the worst, right? When you, nothing's on the line, right? So, I was thankful that uh, we were able to, you know, at least play one, and then, you know, I don't know, when I went there, it just kind of clicked with all the guys, and, you know, it was a great group of guys, and, you know, everyone just, obviously, I think, uh, weren't happy with the results that uh, the team was getting, and when I just came, it was just, um, you know, I played on a line with Brownie and Henrique and, you know, we just played awesome together, right? So it was a lot of fun that tournament, and, you know, happy I won, happy that would, I guess we won gold, right? It was always just kind of a dream, kind of winning a medal and everything like that, so it was kind of cool that we were able to, you know, get gold.
0: Fun to have Brownie back in the Pacific. You're going to have some good battles mm, yeah, with him this yeah. year, right? Hey? Yeah,
1: <laughs> the Edmonton-Calgary kind of feud isn't going to help, I don't think, our relationship I there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, did that, I mean... The next year, foreshadowing, that's the biggest year of your career. And I can only assume that having a summer like that provides you with some confidence coming into the year, right? Were you feeling good about yourself mentally, physically after that tournament and after the summer, kind of coming in and and looking at the year that you ended up having, scoring a career-high 35?
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think just going into that camp, right, it was just, you know, it felt good that, you know, I'm summer kind of ended off pretty well for me and uh, sorry the summer the season ended off pretty pretty well for me and I think just going into camp I was just you know excited to kind of get going right and I think um you know I think I just got a good opportunity to play and playing with some good players and just kind of everything just kind of gelled that season and it was uh it was yeah, it was a great season, right? And uh, scoring thirty-five was, you know, if I look back on that, you know, ten years ago, if I told myself <laughs> I'd be scoring thirty-five goals in, in the NHL, National Hockey League. Yeah, I would have said, Yeah, okay, right. I would have not have believed you at all. So yeah, it was a it was a good season, right? And uh, you know, you know, pretty I don't impressive, know. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I know it's
0: tough to talk about exactly, yourself. And it's like I just look at like I always try to find out like how, and it's like, it's a tough awkward asking you how, because one of the things that stands out to me right away is seven in the first six, but 19 of your first 20 on the road, most in the NHL, (laughs) the most insane splits I've seen from a player. For me, I used to hate playing on the road in the AHL, but on the road in the NHL, I loved it. You get to see different buildings, like you get fired up. Was it something about playing on the road at that point? Or were you doing something different in your routine? Like, yeah. How do you explain that?
1: Yeah, I've got I've no clue. Right? <laughs> I know, like, even when I was on that kind of streak, everybody was kind of asking me. And I was just, I got no clue why. And then I started getting frustrated that I couldn't score at home. And I was like, why can't I score at home? But then every time I went on the road, I kind of made up for it. So it was a weird kind of stat. And I don't know why. Or maybe I got excited like you said and you know when you hear some booze or someone yelling at you it fires you up a little yeah. more I don't know what it was but uh, it was a weird weird kind of stat that I don't know it just kind of happened
0: <laughs> um you were talking about Edmonton you yeah. end up playing BOA Battle of Alberta playoffs yeah, yeah. versus Edmonton that year I'm Oilers alumni obviously yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I lean heavy on them but I had no idea where that series was gonna go yeah and you had a great series yourself it just didn't fall for you guys but what memories do you have of that playoff series versus the oil
1: yeah it was a intense kind of series right it was uh, I think every time we play them whether it's regular season whether it's exhibition game uh, whatever it is it's always just so I don't know there's always so much energy a lot of you know guys hitting just a lot of passion in those games right and I think uh playoffs were, 10 times that or whatever it was so every time you you know had the puck there was always someone on you and it was just always so intense right and I think that series I know they won I think it was 4-1 right Uh, the series but it was always so close I think we were tied I think maybe four games three four games kind of going into the third right so it was it was there for us I know that they kind of kind of won and all that but yeah it was just a really close season or really close series and it was just, you know, it was a lot of fun to kind of play in those type of playoff kind of games, right?
0: I mean, at this point in your career now, you're pretty established. I think you're a household name at this point, for me at least and working in sports media, everyone's going to know who you are, but it's crazy to think small town kid from Bolton and (laughs) like everything that you'd been through, all the bumps and all the bruises and the grind and the adversity and proving everybody wrong along the way, right? Mm-hmm. Proving people wrong. You know, what kind of advice would you give to players in your position or players coming up, I guess, um, dealing with a lot of the same things that you did?
1: Yeah, I'd say, honestly, you know, just keep playing, right? Um, when you kind of get knocked down and, you know, get cut and things like that, don't use that as almost fuel and energy, right? And that was, that was a big thing for me was, you know, I was getting cut from junior A teams um and then you know then i made the ohl it was like you know okay i can't make uh the patriots but you (laughs) know i'm good enough to make uh you know the barry colts right so it was just about you know just keep playing and you know um someone's gonna eventually find you if you're a good player right and just keep working hard and just keep getting better at yourself right it's um just kind of master your craft and uh, someone's going to give you an opportunity if you know, you're know you a good player, right? And that's kind of what I kind of believed in and just kind of be ready for that opportunity, right? I feel like um, that's the
0: epitome of you is you yeah. can only play so well for so long yeah. before someone's going to notice and yeah. take notice of you, right?
1: Yeah, and that's that was kind of my mentality was, okay, like be ready when you get called because you knowing your size and everything like that, you're going to probably only get this one opportunity, right? So you got to be ready for it or else it's kind of almost going to pass you by. So I think when I was... Younger and even now, right, I just train a lot and, you know, I want to stay in shape and want to get bigger, faster, stronger, right? That's always my goal and kind of every offseason is just to, you know, keep training, keep mastering, kind of keep bettering yourself, right? And that's, uh, I think, my mentality and that's why I feel like uh, I am a, you know, good hockey player is just from my hard work, right? I wasn't the most talented kid and wasn't the biggest, wasn't the strongest, wasn't the fastest, whatever it is, it was, I think... I just was almost the hardest working player, I'd say, right? And I still try to keep the mentality uh, going forward, right? And just kind of use all the people that, you know, didn't believe in me and just kind of use that as fire. And uh, I don't know. That's why I think I just kind of have success now.
0: You enjoy right? that? Proving, yeah, yeah. Proving people, proving people wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You were one of the guys that Daryl spoke about pretty well from time to time. And Daryl Sutter notoriously didn't love small players or calling up small players, notoriously didn't give compliments to his players yeah, in the yeah. media without it kind of being backhanded or, or sarcastic. And he mentioned you saying you were the complete package and um, talking about how good your shot was and how strong you were on the puck. Um, you know, what was different this year? And I've, I feel like something might, might have changed and I feel like not everyone can play for Daryl, yeah. but your relationship with Daryl, how was that different this year, if, if any? Yeah.
1: No, I, I you know, I like Daryl. I respect Daryl. You know, he's a winner. Right. And um, that's something that I have kind of yet to done or yet to do. Sorry. And um, he's done it. Right. So um, he knows hockey and he knows the game and he knows all that. I think just this year, it just, you know, didn't click with our team. Right. I know he's a he's a demanding coach. um, And, you know, he's going to, you know, yell and maybe, you know, give it to you. But he's he's doing that to you know, better the team, right? And if he needs to, you know, yell and try to get you going, then um, that's his kind of mentality and mindset to kind of help the team, right? So I understood it kind of from, from that way, right? Um, kind of grew up with an, an Italian dad there that kind of like to yell and yeah. maybe scream and, you know, push me like that, right? And um, so, yeah, so but I know that, you know, that doesn't work for everybody, right? And I think that's um, maybe what happened this year it was just kind of you know guys may have got a little sick of him, and you know maybe something like that right but um yeah for me personally I, I've kind of liked Daryl and uh, you know I don't mind uh, his kind of coaching strategies and all that and you know I think he was uh he was good for me right um right he taught me a lot and you know um it is what it is when the kind of coach gets gets fired but um yeah I think he was good and you know I'm hoping that you know this year is going to be different with a new coach and you know that kind of Kinda gets everybody going, right? Yeah. It's a kind of different look and new energy, and you know everything like that with uh, Husky. Hopefully this year, Husky
0: coming in, yeah, yeah. and you know <laughs> we both played for, for for Husky in Stockton. I think yeah. it'll be a good thing for you guys. Uh, but talking, the the one thing that I remember about Husky and your and I relationship yeah. is he used to make me watch your tape about how you protected the puck. Like uh, he yeah. would show me clips of you because I, didn't even I know was that. <laughs> I was six four, and I mean I. I Honestly, it was one of the hardest parts of my game and one of the, looking back, one of the things that I should have worked on more staying strong on pucks, but you out of anyone I've played with were four, you know, pound for pound, the strongest on the puck that I've ever played with. We used to do drills in practice, two on two, three on threes down low, where Husky would just blow down the drill eventually because you'd have it the whole time (laughs) and the way you worked your edges and, it was like, yeah, yeah. you could put a puck in the corner with you and let's say we we're playing Ontario, Curtis McDermott, didn't yeah, matter yeah. how big or strong the guy was, you were coming out with it, man. Yeah. And if, I'm kind of wondering, like for you, is that a mentality thing? Like you are not winning this battle. You are not getting this puck off me. Yeah. Is it physical? You work on that in the summer. I just never, yeah. honestly, man, I've I, never seen anything I, as, yeah. as good as, as you've done it.
1: Yeah, no, thank you, thank you. But uh, I didn't even know Husk was showing you clips like that. <laughs> Maybe Show me I'll a tell couple? him this year, yeah, no. But, um, no i don't know i think um just kind of that's what i've always kind of trained right i uh, have to be kind of quick uh, get in there and kind of get out right uh if we were to go in a battle right now you could just pin me to the wall and i'm kind of done right so my mentality was to kind of get in there you know get low i'm obviously small so i kind of use my center of gravity and just kind of get stable and kind of just quickly try to get in get out right so that was kind of Always, um, my mentality was just to be quick, right? Because I know if I, I'm not an effective player when I have to stop and you know maybe dig for a puck or anything yeah. like that. It was more okay. I gotta have it and you know keep my feet moving so that they're almost chasing me, right? So. So
0: you find you can't get stopped, you can't yeah. get stagnant. It's about like feeling the pressure yeah. and like continuing yeah. motion,
1: staying yeah. moving. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Obviously, there's times in there where you gotta dig and work for it and yeah. do all that, but it's more of the fact that yeah, if I can. Keep skating keep moving and you know have the puck on my stick and just try to defend and kind of you know when you pump your leg or do something like that right yeah. it uh, helps me a lot more than me kind of being standstill right and you know going to guys uh, up against your height you know i kind of learned that at a, at a young age right you gotta always kind of keep your feet moving right so yeah that's kind of how i've always kind of looked at it right because if you kind of get me stopped and you you could just pin me up against the board and just hold me there the whole game, right? I wouldn't be able to move. Right? That's the
0: problem I had yeah. as a big guy was I would get just pushed up, get pinned, yeah. yeah. deep pins, center comes in, yeah. grabs yeah. it, and exactly. plays dead. And then yeah. coach yells at me and I'm <laughs> sitting on the bench I'll <laughs> play the rest of the game. It's like, um, yeah. did you have someone in the league that you look at like, I feel like Sid, when I watch Sid yeah. protect pucks when he's mohawking yeah. and when he has exactly what you said, one hand out all the way, is there someone in the league that you've looked at and tried to, like, I don't know, emulate? Yeah,
1: he was kind of a big one for, you know, protecting pucks. And, you know, he's, you know, big, big legs, strong, all that. Right. Yeah. so he's kind of, he's like that. I think uh, growing up, I was always watching uh, Martin St. Louis, though, as a kid. Ooh, that's right. A good so one, that man. was my. He was kind of my idol and um, you know he was a small player and he was getting in there and winning puck battles and i obviously he was a great nhl player right so it was uh, along the lines of you know if he's a small player playing in the nhl then why can't i right so he was the guy i kind of tried to model my game after a little bit right um looking into this year yeah what's
0: uh, what's the outlook for the team i know we talked about it earlier this year but like you said you have similar roster. Yeah, yeah. Um Husk comes in but I still love your squad yeah. and I'd love to see some some intensity and some some fierceness come back to the BOA rivalry yeah. and um you guys really compete in the Pacific here. How's it looking for you next year?
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to kind of get back and um yeah, we made some I guess uh, you know, made a coaching change there and GM change and everything like that. So it's going to be I think a new feel kind of uh, around the rank and I think yeah, I I think we have a great team, right? Um, I know, uh, you know, we were high on everyone's kind of ranks last year, right? So we didn't really, you know, we lost, you know, maybe a couple guys here, but we haven't really lost uh, too many. So um, I think just for guys, I think everyone's kind of maybe a little frustrated and uh, annoyed how kind of the season went last year and how the media is kind of treating us maybe this year and all that, right? So I think, uh, you know, guys are going to come in with a, you know, a chip on their shoulder and just, you know, be excited to come back and just play and work hard and train, right? And just almost prove everybody wrong and have that mentality, right? So uh, I'm excited for this year and just kind of seeing everybody and kind of getting back on the ice and, you know, getting training camp going, right? It's been a long kind of summer for us.
0: I'd imagine you're excited to go there. Yeah. And there's, there's there's this whole stigma coming around. And I'd say in a larger sense, it's about playing in Canada. But yeah. it's of guys not wanting to play in Calgary. Yeah. And obviously, it looks that way because a couple guys have – been traded out yeah. of there and for the life of me man i just don't get it yeah from being there like i got a brother and a sister that lived there beautiful town yeah, close yeah. to the mountains yeah so what yeah. it's cold and taxes yeah, yeah, are a little yeah. high whatever it's yeah. the nhl saddle dome it's old i love the saddle dome yeah, it's yeah, iconic yeah. building yeah, yeah and i know you're getting a new building and, new one too. and yeah. to yeah. me there's this attitude that's come over the league is like that calgary hasn't become a destination where players don't want to sign anymore yeah. and I, to me i just don't get it man
1: yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with you there too. I don't know. I, I really kind of enjoy, enjoy Calgary. Of course, I think there are maybe are some, you know, better destinations if you kind of want the beach or if you want, you know, yeah. better taxes or things like that, obviously. But as a, the city of Calgary, you know, I, I love it there and just, you know, yeah, like you said, the winters might be cold and all that, but you know, it's near cool. half the time you're not even there as yeah. well. Right. So it's, it's, always kind of sunny and shining kind of in Calgary too. So it's a different weather, but, you know, I have a great time there and, you know, I'm not really affected by the cold. I can't really go on the beach uh, that long anyways, or else I'll burn. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, no, I, you know, I've had a great time kind of in Calgary and, you know, they've been nothing but a, you know, good city, kind of good organization. And we've always had a great, great team in that locker room. So, um, hopefully I know there's kind of a lot of question marks kind of around some guys, but I mean, you know, hopefully that they're able to kind of, you know, work out their differences kind of with, uh, you know, management and all that. Cause there also is a kind of a business side to it and everything, but yeah, you know, those are good people, good guys. So hopefully, you know, they're able to kind of all stay and, you know, we can have a good season this year and continue to grow as a team.
0: Well, man, uh, it's been a pleasure. Yes, good thank to see you. Uh, yes. uh, truly, truly, one of the most underrated players in hockey. Yeah. One of my favorite teammates to play with, the Bread Man. Yes. I, I <laughs> wanted to ask you: Did we get that yeah, nickname uh, start? Did Kramer start that, or were people calling you before that? I feel like it might have st- started there, but yeah.
1: I don't. I don't even know where that kind of <laughs> started. Yeah, Kramer likes a good nickname, so uh, either way, yeah, I,
0: yeah. I just remember you walking to Stockholm yeah. every day with a smile on your face, and it was a pleasure yeah. being your teammate. So I wish you nothing but the best. No, thank you. And uh, Do 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 some good things in in Calgary this year. Not too well. No
1: no, just better Um, than Edmonton, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) um, But good luck, man. I wish you nothing but the best. eh? Yes.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, buddy.